listening to this sermon from Garden City Methodist Church. We want to invite you to worship with us each Sunday at 10.30 a.m., either in person or online. You can come to our beautiful sanctuary at 62 Varnado Avenue, Garden City, Georgia, or you can worship with us online as we stream our services at GardenCityUMC.com. Our scripture for this morning is once again in 2 Timothy. We're in chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. The saying is true. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over the words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a kid, uh, well, not a kid, but, but when I was in high school, um, I, was, I was right in that, that period of time where I was attending school during the time of the Columbine shooting. I um, mean, I just remember... You know, there was, was like a watershed moment. There was a pre-Columbine and a post-Columbine in terms of what school was like. But one of the things that came out of that Columbine news cycle well, was the story about this girl named Cassie Bernal. If you all remember her, um, the, the story goes that the, one of the shooters confronted her with a gun and said, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I am. And then he killed her for it. I mean, and, and she was a modern day martyr. And so as a kid who was in youth group during that time and went to a Christian school, a lot of our talk had to do with, with Cassie Bernal. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of sermons came out of that, that story. And so often we, we, were, we were approached with this idea of what would you do if you were in her shoes? Would you deny Christ or would you claim him? Gun to your head, what would you do? I've heard a lot of those, of those sermons and I think that, I mean, I think that her testimony of, of a brave Christian is something that we should all aspire to. But God willing, I don't think many of us are ever going to be in those circumstances. So I, I pray that's the case. And so while I think we need to confront this idea of what would we do in those circumstances, I don't think that we should assume that the only way we can deny Christ is at the end of a gun. In fact, there are a lot of other ways that we end up denying Christ as well. 
which is a problem because it says here, if we deny him, he will also deny us. Well, I don't want Christ to deny me. So how do I keep from denying Christ? How do I make sure that I am not denying Christ? Because if the only way I can deny Christ is at the barrel of a gun, then I'm probably pretty safe. But if there are other ways that I can be denying Christ, I want to make sure I don't do that. So I, I think according to, to my, the way I'm reading the scripture, there's a number of ways that we could deny him. The first thing we could do is, yeah, we could deny verbally that we know Christ. Peter did that famously three times on the one Jesus was on the way to the cross. The people say, hey, didn't you know that Jesus guy? And he said, nope, I don't know anything about him. He denied knowing Christ. Now, we, we think about these in these life and death circumstances, but there are other ways that we can deny Christ too. We can deny Christ when it's convenient for us. Right, if when we see something happening and we know we ought to speak up about it, but we just say, oh, I just don't want all the trouble that's going to bring down on me. We're denying Christ. When we have an opportunity to, to speak up and say, no, that's not what Jesus said. That's not what our faith is about. But we just don't want to go through the rigmarole or we don't want to have to argue or we don't want to have to, when we make our lives easier by pretending that we're not Christians that's a way that we deny Christ I imagine the Apostle Paul's life would have been a lot easier if he had denied Christ at some pretty strategic instances you know if he had gotten arrested and then gone up to before any number of officials who asked him about his faith, he could have said, I didn't really say that. Prove it. And then they probably would have let him go. But Paul claimed Christ. So I do, I do believe that we can deny Christ in that way that we kind of think of as saying that we're not Christians when we really are. And I do think if we do that, then, then Christ could deny us. But I'm interested in some ways in which we can deny Christ without denying Christianity. I think there are some ways in which we deny Christ while still publicly affirming our faith to other people. I think one of the ways that we can deny Christ without denying Christianity is to deny Christ's essential character. Here's what I mean by that. We can say we believe in Jesus all day long, but if we're not believing in the real Jesus, if we're in, uh, believing in a Jesus of our own creation, then that's, not, that's, not, that's denying the real Christ in favor of a fake Christ that we're more comfortable with. For example, what if someone said, hey, you know that Matt Stout guy? He's your pastor, right? He said, yeah, I know him. He's that skinny dude that loves to work out. Well, I mean, like, you're saying that you know me, but you don't know me. <laughs> you know, like, that's not me. And so, so you know, that, 
you are not denying me outright, but you're, you're denying my essential character by, by describing me in a way that just isn't me. One day, knock on wood, maybe, maybe that'll change. Oh, that's a, okay. Ignore my family. Ignore my family. I'm preaching right now. Be quiet. Shut up. Okay. But, so what is Christ's essential character? What is the essential thing that we need to know about Christ, that we need to believe about Christ in order to know the real Christ? How do we not deny this essential character of Jesus while we're claiming that we know him? I think we can find it in this saying in this passage. Because I believe that Christ's essential character is faithfulness. He says, if we are faithless, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. If Jesus were to be faithless to us, it would be denying an essential part of who he is. And he can't do that. So faithfulness is the essential thing about Jesus' character. You know how, like, when you search the internet for something you want to buy, all of a sudden you see ads for it everywhere? Or sometimes, even when you don't make that search, but you just say it in conversation, and all of a sudden those ads pop up on your social media, and you're like, are they listening to me? The answer is yes, yeah. I feel like God does that to me sometimes. I feel like there are some times when God puts themes into my life. It's like every time I turn around, I'm reading or I'm hearing or I'm singing about something. And right now in my life, that theme is God's faithfulness. It's so crazy how often it's cropped up. You know, we... uh, you know, when we had Miss Pat Bowler's funeral, one of the things that her daughters told me was that she, want, she wanted me to talk about faithfulness in there, like God's faithfulness. And, and we, like, we've been just singing, great is thy faithfulness, a lot. We sang great is thy faithfulness, um, like, three times in the past month. It's amazing how much it's, it's coming up, God's faithfulness. I'm just, I'll be reading something, a, a book that's not even about this topic, and they'll talk, they'll just go on this tangent about how God is faithful. It keeps cropping up in my life lately. I hope God's faithfulness is cropping up in your life too. Faithfulness is God's, or Jesus's and God's essential character trait. Jesus is faithful to people. He's faithful to this covenant that he made with his creation. He cannot break that covenant. That's why if we are faithless, he is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He will never break covenant with us, even if we break covenant with him. He is responsible for his end of the covenant. And you know what? He's responsible for our end of the covenant too. It's amazing how Jesus is is so faithful to us. But he's also faithful to God. God, He's holy. Part of Jesus' faithfulness means being faithful to his own character, which means that he's consistent. He's holy. He, He is 
good all the time. Jesus can't not do bad things. He can't say bad things. He can't be bad because he is good and he will always be faithful to be good. He cannot stop doing these essential traits. He can't stop being faithful to us, being faithful to keep his promises, being faithful to save us, being faithful to rescue us. He can't stop doing it because that is who he is. He can't deny his own nature. And so, you know, if we go around claiming that we know who Jesus is and we're not, we're not, we all wouldn't deny Jesus, but we're going around acting like Jesus is some kind of stickler for rules who only really loves people who are exactly like us or try to be exactly like us, then we're not claiming the real Jesus. We're denying the real Jesus because Jesus is faithful to people. Jesus is faithful to people whether or not they're exactly like us. Whether or not they, they conform to what we think people ought to be, Jesus is going to be faithful to human beings because he created them, he loves them, and he's going to give them chance after chance for salvation. We cannot, we are denying the real Christ when we act like Christ is not going to be faithful to other people. And if we claim a Jesus who is, is just all squishy, lovey-dovey, but doesn't really care about holiness or obedience, then we're not claiming the real Jesus either. Because the real Jesus is faithful to the nature of God. So we're denying the real, the real Christ if we act like God isn't constantly loving everybody, and if we act like God isn't devoted to holiness and obedience. God is both of those things. Christ is both of those things, and he's always both of those things. He's faithful to us, and he's faithful to himself. And we can claim Christianity all day long, but we can deny Christ when we deny his essential nature, which is his faithfulness. The other way we can deny Christ is we can deny him what he wants. You know, you can deny people, things. And I think we can deny Christ what he wants too. We deny Christ what he wants because Christ wants all to be saved. Christ desires everybody to be saved. And we, when we deny that, we're denying Christ what he wants. Christ also wants everybody to live in obedience to God. When we deny him that, we're denying him what he wants. So the good news today the bad news is that there's lots of ways that we can deny Christ. The good news today is that God isn't going to disown you just because you mess up. I think when he says, if we deny him, he will deny us. What this scripture talking, is talking about is that Christ isn't going to force himself on us. We have the ability to walk away from God, and God isn't going to overwhelm our free will to make us obey. But I don't think it means that we have to perfectly keep all our I's dotted and our T's crossed, or else Jesus is going to deny us salvation. Because it says, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Because the fact is, the gospel is not just a set of propositions. 
to believe. It's not a system to follow. The gospel is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. He says, remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of heaven. That is my gospel. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the person of Jesus Christ who is alive today, that is Paul's gospel. A relationship with Jesus is it. It's not a set of things to believe. It's not a set of rules to follow. It is a person to love and to be in relationship with. And that person is completely faithful to us all the time. So how do we go about our lives not denying Christ? Paul gives us some tips. In chapter 14, he says, remind them of this. Warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which was, does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. It's no value to quarrel over words. And so often I think we think it's our job to, to defend Jesus with words when all we're doing is quarreling over stuff that he says isn't going to matter. Think about how many words you hear read, or speak a day. I mean, it's got to be in like the tens of hundreds of thousands of words that we consume or we speak every day. Back when this was written, they didn't have media, they didn't have TV, they didn't have radio, so they were, they were taking in a lot fewer words. They were probably speaking a lot fewer words too. Half of them couldn't read, so they weren't even reading words. I think this problem of quarreling over useless words has, has magnified as just, just exponentially as technology has grown. We quarrel over useless words all the time. Jesus doesn't say that the way not to deny him is to win the battle of useless words for his sake. He says it's to avoid the battle of useless words. It's of no value and only ruins those who listen. Love Jesus and love people. We can opt out of the battle of useless words. It's one way that we can keep from denying Christ. Another way, he says in verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. I love that idea. Uh, Christ doesn't want warriors quarreling over words. He wants workers who are going to roll up their sleeves and get about the business of doing what they know they're supposed to do, loving God and neighbor. We can... We have Jesus' permission, we have Paul's permission to sit out the culture wars and the quarreling over words and just love folks and obey Christ. Correctly handle the word of truth. Preach the word, share the word, give the word as a gift, don't wield it like a weapon. Because Christ is so, so faithful to us. He'll never stop being faithful because that's just who he is. So let's stop getting worked over stuff that doesn't matter and start proclaiming Christ's faithfulness to us. So how, 
I guess the questions I want to ask today is how am I denying Christ? How am I going through my life denying him what he wants, denying his essential character? Am I, am I denying my faith just because it is easier to do so in those situations? And how can I acknowledge Christ this week? The second question I want to ask is how can we get down to business for Jesus? How can I roll up my sleeves and be a worker for Christ this week? Not a quarreler, a worker. Let's go to God in prayer. Jesus, I pray that you will give us grace today. So often, God, I think I've denied you without even meaning to. I've been in situations where I would never deny Christianity, but I've denied the essential nature of Christ by acting like you are not going to be faithful, by worrying about that you might not keep your promises, by acting as if you wouldn't keep your promises to someone else and only to me. Father, I pray that you will give me grace to knock it off with quarreling and knock it off with empty words to roll up my sleeves and get down to the business that you've called me to do. In your name I pray, amen.